everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everyone. Hey, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Hop Culture. This week, we're continuing our January series that we're calling Follow Through in 2022. Basically, each of us is choosing a week and diving into a project or task that we've been meaning to give more attention to and want to finally master this year. This week is Tess's choice, and she's diving into hair care. Tess, do you want to give us a little background on your hair journey? Sure. But first, before I start, we have a new review. (gasps) Whoa, I didn't even know that. Thank you, whoever wrote yeah, it. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this one is from Alex, and then a bunch of numbers afterwards. And it <laughs> says, "The hoppiest hop culture is great." As our world becomes more negative, this podcast is a breath of fresh air, always super positive and upbeat. No offense to the sisters, but Tess is the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how can that not be offensive? <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to shout out, so thanks, Alex. I won't dive into who this person is, but I am related to them, so they have a little bit of a bias. But it's fine. <laughs> We're just that grateful. I'll take really any review. review until mm-hmm. the end. So I'm yeah, just forget that. Part. <laughs> oh yeah. So my hair journey, if you could call it that. It goes from having really curly hair as a little kid, curly, wavy hair. And then when I got to be an adolescent, (laughs) I started styling my hair. I went through a long phase where I was too tired to do my hair in the morning. This was like 14 through 16. So mom would wake me up in the morning and she would like straighten my hair for me before school because I was too tired. (laughs) So that's the part of my my journey. And then I started trying to get back into my curly hair. I've gone through different phases. I did like the curly girl method. I got like curly haircuts, which I didn't realize when I got them, are so expensive. So thank you, Mm -hmm. Mom and Dad, for funding my hair experiments. And then you have to, because wasn't one of them in Salt Lake when you were visiting Utah? One of them was in Salt Lake, and Dave drove me to it. I don't (laughs) remember why. I think think you were there. The whole family has been involved in Tessa's hair journey. I think (laughs) it was maybe when you were visiting us for French camp, which was also the time of the um, notorious eating a watermelon each day and... (laughs) That was a the that cy- was a the whole thing. Class yeah, that was a whole thing. The cycling class out. where you almost passed out, and I think I had <laughs> left town with Ella to go to a wedding, and so yes. Dave was the only one left that to drive to hair appointment. Yeah, he had to drive me like forty minutes both ways to <laughs> to this hair appointment, and those are hard because unless you're really committed to wearing your hair curly until it fully grows out. It doesn't straighten well because they cut it dry and they chop it mm, weird and mm-hmm. it looks really good when it's like in its natural state. But then when you try to like style it, it's not so cute. So anyway, I've done a couple of those, cycled in and out. Lately, I've just been blow drying my hair and I did like a keratin. No, I don't know what it was. <laughs> they call it capular surgery 
in Spanish. Oh my word. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I still to this day, I think it's just like a chemical straightening thing. But in Panama, it was well known throughout the whole country and people like did this treatment, but they called it capillar. I don't know what it would be in English, but it had surgery in the name. And I did that and it, it would just like <laughs> made my hair really cute while it lasted. And then once it wore off it was like all frizzy and super damaged so I'm in the process of I think I've fully grown that out now and now I'm ready to embrace my hair once again but I don't really know how have you been in a straight phase again recently or I can't remember when you first got home from your mission like what you were doing yeah, I pretty much have only straightened or blow dried it or curled it since I've been home. So okay. I haven't worn it curly in a few years. Mm-hmm. So it's probably very damaged. Should we touch on what happened in Florida? There was just a lot of fervor around the curl. <laughs> intense fervor. That's a great word for it. Here's the thing. Florida, it was humid. I felt like this was my moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I knew going to Florida, I couldn't straighten my hair. So then I was like, well, I should figure out how to wear my hair curly in Florida because I don't want to look like a frizzy mess. Your hair looked really cute there. No, it looked so cute in Florida. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big struggle. As you can see, it's basically straight right now. I don't know why. That's the problem. I just, I never know what my hair is going to do. So it's a whole journey. Mm -hmm. While we were in Florida, it looked gorgeous. I mean, it always looks beautiful, but I can sympathize, not empathize. I have like the world's straightest hair. So we all have different hair textures in our family. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Like no two of us has the same hair. Tess has always been the curliest and I think it's beautiful, but I feel for you because you definitely have to put way more time and effort and education into doing your hair than I do. But while you were there, you were like looking things up. You were talking to Luke about it. You were talking to mom about it. You were (laughs) like all the terminology. (laughs) I didn't realize how much he was picking up just from sitting next to me while I watched YouTube videos and TikToks. But he'll just be like, is that curly girl approved? Is that like, oh like, he's like, are you using your diffuser today? Or like, it's just like got oh, all so the cute. terminology down. And well, at really one point, funny. she was blow drying her hair for like three hours, I feel like. In the middle and- of the night. Right? Or what? No, it was during the day. In the middle of the- <laughs> during the day. I was asleep for the majority of the Florida trips. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. Yeah, That's Grace was true. on an adjusted you were schedule. During it, but it was the middle of the day. <laughs> it was middle of the day. I just heard, like, in the next room, I heard, like, the blow dryer go, and then it would be, like, off, and then it would, like, start again, and then it would be off, and then finally That's she came out. Pixie diffusing. Oh, and it's okay. Where you go on and off and on and off. <laughs> it takes so long. But so how long can a wash last? theoretically, with that kind of method? Theoretically, it's supposed to last like three to five days. Okay, well, it's worth the time. This is my hair on day three, and it's completely straightened. Well, you've also been in like different time zones, different humidities. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not always going to be this way. And I bet when you live in Missouri, it's going to be humid there, you know. Exactly. That's another reason why I'm trying to to learn all of this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely been a journey. They're also... Do you want to talk about the blow dryer drama or is that too sensitive? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I just feel so bad for all of you guys. Oh, I had nothing to do with with any of the drama. It was so funny. It was so dumb. It's just been like 
First of all, I think mom and Luke are a lot more upset about the whole thing than I am. I'm just like, whenever it comes, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Luke is checking every day, trying to see if it's gotten to Cleveland. And mom's been like, well, can we give the backstory? We gotta get into ASAP. Yeah, you gotta Tess, give the backstory. Tess became so obsessed that she had to order herself a special blow dryer to get to Cleveland because after Florida, we we're going to come back to Claire's house. She couldn't wait. To have it go to Provo. <laughs> well, it was my graduation in. present. And I was like, I just graduated. So <laughs> I need it now. now. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. <laughs> but knowing that there's shipping del- shipping it's delays Christmas. in Christmas rush, she's like, it'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get nobody. Nobody talked to me. No, nobody tried to talk me down on that one. So it's well, on you guys. We were excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really did not think it through at all. But I just thought, you know, they say three to five days and they better deliver on that Mm -hmm. promise. And they did not. And it just got there to Cleveland now. I've been gone for like a week and a half now. Well, it was shipped in five packages. One blow dryer. Yeah. It was like, you're supposed to build it from scratch. So first, the first day we get like (laughs) two little tiny packages that look like they had like a skin serum in them or something. Maybe it's like. I don't know. There was like a silicone mat. Oh, okay. Yeah, to, like, like a mat down. to put it on, which I was like, that's the most boring element. Yeah, send that thing. last. And then that's when we kind of were like, oh, this isn't going to come in time. So then mom called and we're like, oh, Very mom's angrily. calling. Yeah. yeah. So mom was like. <laughs> requested the manager. She requested the manager. <laughs> and, Guys, she's not a Karen. <laughs> we're resisting the urge to make a Karen joke. But no, we needed her. Well, I say we. We were all invested in this. Tess needed her to call because Tess was just so sweet about it. And she's like, okay, it's not going to come. Mom, I, <laughs> I heard mom say, she's visiting us in Cleveland. And I was like, you actually don't live here, but. It was better for the story's sake to just streamline it, you know. So she's like, she's visiting Mm -hmm. us in Cleveland. It's not making it. And then she brought up that it's not very environmentally friendly to be sending things piece by piece. So she's like, you might want to pass that along. She was very upset about the environmental. (laughs) Really mad about it. But she did get answers. So sometimes you need... Sometimes it works. Someone but with a strong... Sometimes, I I mean, we've tried to tell mom, no one passes something along. I've worked mm-hmm. as a <laughs> She's like, I, I don't like this environmental thing. Along. And she's telling like the lowest person on the chain who's not going to make any changes. Like, one I'm, of her like biggest issues with life is so that like, things don't get passed along. Because I remember her like <laughs> telling me this as a young child. Like, mm-hmm. if people would pass things along... <laughs> Things could change. (laughs) I would say just poor communication in general is like her biggest pet peeve, probably. Oh, man. So, yeah, Tess is, we're all very invested in when this blow dryer finally makes it into Tess's hands, like how it's going to go. But, Tess, do you have any like curly resources you found that are really helpful? I do. I have. Many, but I've streamlined it into three that I think are helpful. First of all, if you're just starting, go to naturallycurly.com because they have a whole quiz. You can find out your hair type. But if you're a little bit further into your journey, I speak as though I know what I'm what I'm talking about. But you've had a lifetime of trying to figure struggle. out hair. So I would say you're an yeah. expert at this point. That's true. I have investigated many resources. So one that I really like is 
this account. It's called Curl Vitality. That's the handle on TikTok. And she has lots of resources. She taught me all about the protein versus moisture dilemma that I didn't even know was a thing. And then there's also isitcg.com. Is it cg.com? So if you're following the curly girl method or you're just trying to avoid certain ingredients, you can like copy and paste the ingredients list on your hair products mm. um, or hair products that you're wanting to buy, and it'll tell you, it'll break it down for you. So it'll tell you if something's a silicone or something's a sulfate or something's an alcohol. Like you don't have to wow. figure it out yourself. That's which pretty is really cool. nice. Yeah, it's super nice. And they also have product recommendations on that website, too. And then the last one is a YouTube account called Mains by Mel. She has really curly hair, but she also does things for people with my hair type that's, like, wavier. So she's also very helpful. I'll let you all know if I ever figure out how to do my hair properly. Well, Tess, we think your hair is beautiful just the way it is. So <laughs> Thanks, <yeah>. guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing could top the little curl on the top of your head you had as a baby. So mm-hmm. if, that's, if that's the peak, <laughs> so cute. then that's the peak. No, we're just kidding. <laughs> it probably was. No, but it's still at gorgeous. At least it's the peak for humanity is mm-hmm. that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, at least your hair has volume. That's all I'll say. Mine, we're not even going to talk about mine. Okay, so for the second part of the episode, we wanted to turn our attention towards Anne, because as the listeners may or may not remember, Anne is a modern Johnny Tremaine, an apprentice, if you will. I'm going to need you In to the, clarify that. I don't know if she <laughs> actually spill molten metal on her hand. Well, she's an apprentice. So I guess Anne and Tess escaped <laughs> the uh, trauma of being read Johnny Tremaine as a child. Grace and I remember. Mm-hmm. It was a homeschool book. Um, it's about a Revolutionary so War era boy who's a silversmith apprentice. It's very scary. It's it very scary. on me, but I resisted. Mm-hmm. Good job. She was Good stronger. Job. Stay yeah. strong. Like all books as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Anne, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience as a stylist and maybe like how you got into that uh, career? Because it wasn't like your original intention. And I yeah. feel like we talked about this a little bit on our episode about changing paths, which is one of our earlier episodes. But it might just be good to give people like a little bit of a refresher. Okay, so I feel like I was always a little bit interested in going to cosmetology school. I don't really know why, but I remember like... When I was looking at majors before I was headed to college, I was like, I feel like I just want to do something kind of creative. And at the same time, I also wanted to be a math teacher. So I have these like two sides to me that were really kind of at odds with each other as far as careers go, seemingly. But it's really important to me to go to college. So I got my bachelor's degree. And toward the end of college, I was like, okay, do I want to go to grad school and be a marriage and family therapist or do I want to finally like kind of explore the world of cosmetology so that was a tough decision but I in the end decided you know cosmetology would be more flexible and that really appealed to me so I did an apprenticeship at a salon in Provo and that was a good way to go I'd say Mm -hmm. can you talk about what salon it was or is that yeah (laughs) I don't think I have any sort of like (laughs) 
<laughs> confidentiality. Have you signed an NDA <laughs> with them? <laughs> um, so it was with Shep Studio, which is a pretty. It's a it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty fancy one. Mm-hmm. I'm like tempted to spill tea, but I won't spill tea. <gasps> There's Ooh. tea to spill about any spill any one. <gasps> <laughs> you have to I spill tea. A, spill a little bit. Of an tea. apprenticeship is not necessarily better than going to cosmetology school. It's not necessarily worse. It's just you know a different process. <laughs> it's a different process. <laughs> I feel like there's a veiled message in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't, but I can't figure out what it is. So yeah. I guess you're yeah. doing a good job of not spilling tea. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of tea I could spill, but I also learned how to do lashes, and so I would do lashes at home and hair at the salon and got my cosmetology license and then did hair for a little while in California and then I haven't officially done hair like professionally for I don't know like a couple of years now probably but I'll just do it like for family and friends because I decided I kind of liked doing lashes better but hair still interests me like I still enjoy it just not as a full-time job it's very very taxing physically and just emotionally and socially you're just on your feet all day and your back can hurt and your feet hurt and your hands hurt and people get carpal tunnel all the time and so it just was like a little bit too overwhelming of a career for me Mm -hmm. but I'm also like a really big introvert so I liked doing lashes better because it was just like your one-on-one in a quiet room and they can't really talk, right? People can fall asleep. People, yeah, people, yeah. you can talk, but it's like better if you don't. And so you kind of just, yeah, it's just a whole different atmosphere. I would love as an introvert, there should be introverted salons mm-hmm. where the expectation is that you don't talk. No speaking alone. Yeah. I would love yeah. to go to one I've of always those. thought that'd be a great idea. As a stylist, I'm like, I'd love to work at a salon where, clips. Yeah, where there's a TV. I wish there was a sport mm-hmm. clips oh, for girls. And then I like realized, yeah, it's just sports. Reality clips, TV clips. Ooh, a, a real <laughs> housewife's <laughs> clips or something. I would okay. totally go to like <laughs> a Bravo clips. Yeah, we're Bravo clips. Grace, that is, okay, edit this out of the podcast. We're yeah. kidding us <laughs> for our own idea. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever have anyone like hate their hair and like get mad at you or anything I had like that? One guy get mad at me. That's not uncommon, first of all. People get mad all the time, especially when maybe a more expensive stylist has done their hair or like you did a service that was a lot of money. They'll get mad because they were like expecting either a miracle. Yeah, they were expecting a miracle or they thought it was going to be cheaper or just, you know, they have a little bit of buyer's remorse. And Mm -hmm. so they'll kind of be like upset. I don't know. Or just try to get their money back by complaining even though they're perfectly happy with it. Because they're just like, oh, if I say I don't like the haircut, I can get this for free. Or they think they can, but a lot of times salon owners have dealt with this, you know, mm-hmm. so frequently that they'll be like, okay, well, come back in and, you know, you can have someone else fix it for you. And then they'll be like, no, never mind. And just, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they just want their money back. They don't oh. actually want it fixed. Yeah. They actually like it. But yeah. So anyway, I had one guy get so mad at me, which is kind of shocking that it was a man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because usually men, and I mean, this was the case for him as well, they'll just kind of sit down and give you no instructions. Trying to get any of their expectations out of them is like pulling teeth. They'll just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I just um, like want it like a little shorter. And <laughs> they'll be like, okay, like, do you have any picture? Like, they never have a picture. They never have any instructions whatsoever except a little shorter. And... So I had asked this guy, like, okay, I'd asked him so many questions because he was a new client and he was kind of old. Not old. <laughs> You're like, how old? He was not old. He was maybe like in his 50s. <laughs> That's not old. Walk so that sorry. back. <laughs> um, so reverse, I, reverse. <laughs> it's just like you wouldn't expect it of like, just, I don't know. Yeah, a more middle-aged guy, especially this like young, super young girl. It just seems like kind of Mm -hmm. poor form to like flip out on you. It was very strange. So he had been getting his hair cut by this girl in San Francisco for, he told me like 20 or 30 years. And so that did make me nervous because I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you obviously like, Mm -hmm. and he could not stop talking about her. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe he was like a little bit in love with her. Anyway... Mm -hmm. But he was like, but I moved out here and I just can't keep driving to San Francisco for haircuts. So, Whoa. you know, I'm like, you're oh, driving wait. like this is two Napa? hours yeah, to get to... You thought it was in Utah, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Even from Napa, though. That's Napa's like still surprising. Yeah, that's yeah. like commitment. For someone that would be willing to go to Bravo Cuts, that's a big commitment for yeah. a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, okay, so I'm going to cut it this short and I showed him like in my fingers how about like about this short and he's like yeah that's good so I cut it and I even showed him after I cut it I was like is this a good length and he's like yeah that's perfect and I cut it and then he was so mad and he was like this is too short it's way too short and blah 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 blah." and I wasn't done with it yet and so he was like and this isn't blending and I was like well I hadn't like I'm not done so I just had to keep cutting his hair even though he was like berating me and I almost just told him like just leave but then I was like no I'm getting paid for this so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. finish this haircut and like get my money for you yeah before I go cry at home so yeah I finished it and he just like gave he's like how much and I told him he gave me the money and left in a huff and it was like (gasps) it was really embarrassing because you know it's like a salon everyone can hear you Mm -hmm. being a complete jerk so mm-hmm. I was like, did you guys hear that? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy was so mean. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hate when that happens. And it happens like all the time. Wow. So, people are the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard profession. I have so much respect for people who do hair for their whole careers because it really is mm-hmm. like super yeah. taxing. Totally. And just mm-hmm. people have such an emotional attachment to their hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the thought of, you could screw that up or even not you screw it up, but just they could, there could be a miscommunication or something mm-hmm. and they're going to be basically their week is going to be ruined, you know, yeah. by this. It's just like, ah, so was Matt angrier that this guy was rude to you or was he angrier that DoorDash time that the restaurant gave him the wrong order? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Which made him oh, more angry. Sure the, the DoorDash situation. <laughs> I think in this situation, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so terrible. But don't get him started on the door. (laughs) 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 But luckily, that was my only like scarring 
mm-hmm. situation. So we had Anne ask some of her stylist friends for some of their confessions on the job, or maybe just interesting stories is what it sounds like actually came up. So Anne, take it away. Okay, so <laughs> I got some pretty hilarious stories. The first one is just short and sweet. <laughs> she said, the client asked if I could cut her hair to make it curly. Uh, no, girl, that's got to grow like that. <laughs> that reminded me, like, it kind of gave me, like, PTSD of just, like, oh, my gosh, people have the worst expectations. How am I going to give you a haircut that makes you have curly hair when your hair is straight? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Okay, this one said, so after I was done putting foils on this one older lady, she closed her eyes and said, they are transmitting. I asked, <laughs> Who is they? And she didn't talk for a minute. And then she said, the people who talk to me in my head, the aliens. (gasps) (gasps) What? (laughs) And she said, I asked if we should take the foils out. And she said she was fine. I asked her more things, but it was so long ago that I forgot most of what she said. That's so funny. Was she trying to be funny? Yeah. Like, was it an alien joke because of the foils? Or she literally was like... I think it was literal i love that oh so my. much that's hilarious Foil's supposed to protect you yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> the, tin, the tin foil hat exactly that's the whole point <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i love that can i go back to the people with unrealistic expectations though because mm-hmm. i know i've been that person i remember i brought a picture of julianne huff to an appointment one time because she I has really cute uh, yeah exactly it's it very popular on instagram or i mean on pinterest oh, no. <laughs> well she has such she has such cute choppy short hair like mm-hmm. she has such a cute shorter haircut and yeah her hair has so much texture <laughs> and yeah i'm sure it was the one from pinterest and the stylist was very nice i really liked the stylist and then she disappeared from the salon i was going to and i was so sad i hate when that happens that's mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. hardest thing and i even asked i was like where did she go and they're like we don't have that information and i was like baloney you <laughs> totally do you just don't want to like me to follow her but anyway she was very kind And I appreciated it. She just was like, well, she has like very thick hair with a lot of texture and you have really fine hair and like we can kind of do this, but like it's probably just not really going to work. And as disappointing as it was, at least she told me instead of giving me false hope. Yeah. I like when they prep you ahead of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had Silas do that. That's like not offended. One of the most (laughs) important things when someone shows you a picture, you have to talk about this person's hair type, you know, is different than yours. And I think, I don't know, probably 70% of the time people like how the hair is styled more than the actual cut. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes people will show you a picture and you're like, Ooh, you already have this haircut. So how do Mm -hmm. I tell you that you're just (laughs) styling it badly (laughs) Mm -hmm. or that you don't have the same hair type as this person? Yeah. There's a lot of A lot of situations like that. What about with color? So I have only ever really done highlights and I've really only ever had Anne do them. It's been like in recent years that I've started Mm -hmm. doing it more. As I've gotten older and my blonde is not as vibrant as it used to be. And so I really don't know a lot about color. Like I think the first time I had Anne do highlights, 
I brought her like three different pictures of like blonde actresses. And I was like, I like these. And she's like, okay. So this is more of like a warm blonde. And this is like an ashy blonde. And like, they were so different. To the naked eye, to me, they appeared identical. It was like, you were like, I just want to look like an actress. It was like January Jones. Taylor Swift and like a random girl from Pinterest. And I was like, these are the same person. And she's like, so those are all different. So what tips would you give someone for like figuring out learning more about color or like choosing a color or highlights or where do you start with that if you've never really researched well, it before? Pinterest is the place to start. And sometimes I think, you know, it's okay if all your pictures look a little bit different. Because you might just be happy being blonder, you know, like mm-hmm. it's okay not to be so picky sometimes because you might not actually get to achieve the picture that you really were like, this one's my favorite, you know, mm-hmm. it might not happen for you depending, you know, what your hair is like when you first come in. But yeah, go on Pinterest and pay attention to what you like about it and like if the person's skin tone is the same because sometimes a color you really like on someone else, you know, might not flatter your skin tone as much. Mm -hmm. This is the answer that Anne gives to any question is go on Pinterest. (laughs) Try what you like. (laughs) Are you bitter about your... Ask for advice. Some (laughs) of you are not spending enough time on Pinterest. I can tell you that. (laughs) You're just trying to say like, what kind of dining room light fixture would look good? Suddenly an hour-long lecture on how you're not spending enough time on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. If you're not like immersing yourself, though, how are you ever really going to learn like what's Mm -hmm. out there and notice trends? She has a point. It's true. It's true. And then it's so true. If you okay, if you're like, should I get highlights or should I not get highlights? The answer is you should get highlights. I believe everyone, almost everyone should have highlights. Should Mm -hmm. I have highlights? (laughs) Oh, no. I, don't send no. tests down this road. I'm worried no, about you getting highlights over whatever chemicals were put on your hair. Uh, on your sh- should I have my nose? will just fall right out. Should I have highlights? Yes, Grace should have highlights. Claire should have highlights. <laughs> Claire does have highlights. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Some people, you know, really look nice with their natural color or, you know, going darker. But if you're deciding if you want to go darker or like red or something like a different color that isn't going to require you to like bleach your hair by going lighter I would advise you to maybe try a demi-permanent color which if you go to a salon and ask for that they'll know what you're talking about but I just have known so many people including myself who are like I'm gonna go darker or like I'm gonna go red And I know I want to do this. I've thought so much about it. And like, they're completely determined to do it. And so they do permanent color. And then they get sick of it after maybe like a month. Or after they realize that they have to keep coming in and getting their roots touched up. They're like, oh, I think I want to go back to my natural color or whatever. And then you have to bleach the heck out of your hair to get the Mm -hmm. permanent color out. And it's expensive. And it's not going to look very good because it's going to be warm. Because anytime you lighten through a darker color, it's going to be warm and Mm kind of brassy and people don't 
People don't like to listen to you when you try to tell them this, but <laughs> maybe try demi-permanent because it will eventually fade out. Or if you do need to get it lightened, it won't require, you know, quite as much bleaching and it's just going to be easier for everyone. Just try it out demi-permanent. And if you love it, then you could do permanent. You That's sound like a That's... mom talking to a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. You sound like our mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> like, talking to me There's right now. no need to rush into anything. Just try it out. Why do you have to be so flash? Like, <laughs> I am so sick of people. I would tell them this and then they'd, if you're blonde, just don't. Do not. If you're blonde and you've always been blonde, do not dye your hair dark. You're not going to like it. I can almost guarantee that. And they never That's listen. That's true. And they want to do permanent dark hair. You did that to me one hair, time. And then didn't it's you do, horrible. Didn't you I do did a demi? demi-permanent to yeah, me? On I liked it hair. because I got the phase out. I've never done mm-hmm. it again. Probably mm-hmm. never will. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It wasn't my thing. But yeah, my hair stayed healthy the whole time. So mm-hmm. I yeah. can attest. Yeah, yeah, the demi sounds much fun. better. Much better for your hair. And it makes your hair so shiny. Just do that until you know you like it Mm -hmm. that's a good tip okay any more like funny stories yes this one says i had a new client come in for a haircut she said she wanted my length which was shoulder length we started the service and i double checked that she was okay with how much length i was taking off and she said yes after i finished the length i asked how she would like her layers she pulled up a picture of a medium length with layers and said she wanted her length like that as well I had already cut her length and triple checked with her. Oh, no. I was so confused. Anyway, she said she loved it. And she comes back to me for trims all the time. (laughs) That sounds like like something I would do. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not that picky. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like really confused. What stylists are dealing with. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're a hairstylist... Here's the thing. Everyone gets their hair cut. So you're just dealing with anyone and everyone because Mm -hmm. it's just something that everyone needs. And so sometimes you get these really cute, nice clients and these people that are really easy to please. And then sometimes you get people who are just completely unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) Shoulder length and medium length are not the same thing. So like, why would you... Say you want a bob and then pull up a picture of like longer hair. It makes no sense. But she was happy with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds so stressful because you don't know until the end Mm -hmm. if this person's going to like yell at you and be mad Mm -hmm. or if they're just going to be easy to please. Yeah, very true. Is it nerve wracking when someone comes in and wants to do a drastic cut off like a locks of love kind of thing or like you know 15 mm-hmm. inches like do stylists kind of dread that because it's just such a big change or is it not that big of a deal i think it depends probably on what the change is and also on the stylist some people love doing really short hair so they'd probably be excited to do like a locks of love kind of thing and it's kind of fun just the challenge of it or just the result of like going, you know, from one thing to a drastically different result can be exciting. But also, yeah, it's like kind of kind of scary sometimes mm-hmm. because the client might not like it and it might not have anything to do with what you did. But they're just like so shocked. Yeah, you know? it's such a shock. Exactly. I did Locks of Love once and... <laughs> I hate to say I'll never do it again because it's a wonderful (laughs) organization. But I was an adult for one thing. And I'm like, I think it's better. (laughs) Maybe I should walk this back. It's wonderful (laughs) and adults do it too. (laughs) 
But as a kid, like your hair is just so thick, healthy. Mm -hmm. It grows so quickly. Like I'm trying to convince Ella to do it because she has so much hair and it's so long. And I'm like, just Mm -hmm. cut it. It'll grow again. Her hair would three months pretty long. Yeah, it'll still be pretty long. Of her flowing locks. She loves her flowing locks, but you know she has so much and. You know, a little girl can get like a pretty short, blunt bob and it will just be like cute on them, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did it and, you know, I had kind of measured out at home like, oh, here's what 10 inches is going to be. But, I, you know, I'm one of those weirdos off the street that you mentioned who doesn't know anything. And so I just didn't really factor in the shaping and it just ended up being way shorter than I thought. And it was like... Like, not even chin length. Like, it was so short and blunt. And I was just like, so sad. (laughs) That is the scary thing about locks of love haircuts. When you have measured at home, you're measuring from like the longest part of your little split ends to Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) exactly Exactly. like 10 inches or whatever. But like, when you actually try to cut, a full chunk of ponytail to that length, it's going to end up shorter than that once you actually Mm -hmm. have to like shape it up and everything. So yeah, maybe grow it a little longer. Yeah. Give yourself a grace period for sure. The one question that I want answered is, is it bad to wash your hair every day? That's a good question. That's Mm -hmm. a frequently asked question. No, it's not bad to wash your hair every day. People have been doing that forever and it, nothing has happened to them. I think it's a little bit overblown, the whole thing. Like you really can't wash your hair every day. You can, but I would advise everyone to try not doing that, which isn't always easy. I do think it's better for your hair. Washing your hair every day does kind of dry it out and it, it dries out your scalp a little bit. And it's also just so much easier not to have to do your hair mm-hmm. every day. If you blow dry it the first day and then you don't have to blow dry your hair again for five days, then that's so nice. So I think it's worth... You just keep using like dry shampoo or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Find a dry shampoo that you really like because everyone kind of has different ones that work really well for them and other people will like vehemently hate it. But I think it's worth trying out some dry shampoos and, you know, starting with maybe you wash your hair every other day. And then once that's going well, you kind of, you know, stretch it out a little more. Yeah, I just think it's definitely worth it to do what you need to do to figure out how to get your hair not to need to be washed every day. Mm hmm. I do agree that there's kind of this thing of like, don't wash your hair every day. And you're right. It's like growing up. We always wash our hair every day. I don't know. I didn't become aware that that was even a thing until the last few years. So that I'm like, oh, what am I doing wrong? And I asked a stylist that one time and she's like, no, it's totally fine to wash your hair every day if that's what works for you. So Mm -hmm. I would love to not have to, but I just feel like for my hair texture, it's really hard to not. So I don't know, to each their own. I don't necessarily believe Claire has tried hard enough not to wash her hair. <laughs> like I definitely think you could. Well, here's like, my problem. A day. It's not necessarily the grease, it's the fact that once I've slept on it, I just look so haggard. Mhm. <laughs> I'm up a creek without a paddle right now because 
I bought a blow dryer at Costco and I actually hated it. I wasn't going to bring this up today. I don't ever want (gasps) to speak negatively of Costco. (gasps) No, it was the... Can't remember. Wasn't a Revlon though. And for me, it was kind of a splurgy... I mean, it was no Dyson, but it was a little bit of a splurgy blow dryer. And I just didn't love it. But my other one has since bitten the dust, threw it away. I returned the one to Costco. And this was the first time I've ever taken advantage of the like return something after you've used it. I've never, Mm -hmm. ever done that. And I felt so gutsy because the girl was like, oh, did it stop working or something? And I was like, no, I just don't like it. And she's like, okay. She told you to go back and ask. I know. I don't want them to ask. I always return stuff if I don't like it. Yeah, that's like, like a pretty yeah. reasonable. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She she was like nice about it. She totally was just like, I think she wanted to make sure it hadn't just yeah. like stopped mm. working. But anyway, so now I just don't have a blow dryer for the time being. So it's going to be a rough couple days until <laughs> I can, you know, rally and find another one. So like today I didn't wash my hair, but it's just up in a bun. I feel like that's my only option really on days. But that's that's enough about me. Tess, let's move on to what you wanted to say because well i was reading that it also depends on your hair texture you have very like i have very fine straight Mm -hmm. slippery hair so yeah yeah the oils travel faster so maybe you don't need to go longer without i don't know Mm. i think you could but i don't think you have to like it's not hurting anything Mm -hmm. for you to wash your hair every day Mm -hmm. good to know good to know do you have any advice for itchy scalps and do you know of any conditions where just one patch of your scalp would be like really itchy? Oh dear. <laughs> okay. Asking so for a friend. When it comes to scalps, I really don't feel like hair stylists should be trusted because like we'll it's try like to give advice because we don't want to sound dumb. And there are products that salons sell that are like, this is really good for your scalp. And like that might be true, but I feel like it's more of a dermatologist thing like you should actually see an actual doctor because an itchy scalp can be like so many things same with like dandruff flakes that could either mean that your scalp is super dry or it could mean you know like other things and so if you use like a dandruff shampoo when you actually have dry scalp it's like not it's not actually the same thing so Mm. i think that's a good thing that people need to know like if you have a skin condition or like a scalp problem it's better to go to a dermatologist than a hairdresser Mm -hmm. yeah that's good to know because i yeah you always just i don't know it's part of your head your hair grows out of it yeah just assume that like hairdressers yeah are the people to i mean probably sometimes our advice would be right but also it's like it's your scalp and i feel like it's kind of important (laughs) and so i don't Mm want to like (laughs) be diagnosing someone because sometimes i don't know do you ever get like waxy feeling hair i used to when i would use a certain brand of shampoo yeah like certain shampoos <laughs> sometimes will cause that <laughs> and so- it was it was so matter of fact <laughs> it was when i was do you not want to throw it under the bus like i don't what, want to throw it under the bus brand? garnier fructis yeah let's hear oh garnier oh. we went through such mom, a garnier mom stage. was so she would like look at my hair she's like you're not even washing your hair get in the shower and <laughs> wash your hair and i was like I was an older teenager and I was like, I'm washing, like I washed my hair really good. And the more I washed it, the worse it got. And then we realized like it was the shampoo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So someone told me that like, I have just sometimes get like waxy hair and I can't figure it out. I'd I'd probably, my advice would probably be like, switch, use like a clarifying shampoo and then switch shampoos. Okay. 
But sometimes that might be like an actual skin condition that they're having. And so they might try that and like it doesn't work. And then they would probably need to go to a dermatologist. And I would kind of feel bad if I just was like, oh, yeah, this is what you need to do. And I know I'm right. And then they actually have like some underlying health concern or something, you know. Yeah. Well, let's head into weekly wins. We hope that this advice, these stories, our trials or triumphs help you avoid (laughs) some hairy situations of your own in 2022. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Nobody likes my humor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep mine really brief. I am embarrassed. I don't know if embarrassed, but I am a little hesitant to admit that we have been watching Ted Lasso finally. You're going to admit this on the pod? Whoa. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) If Mitt Romney dressed up like him for Halloween, it cannot be that edgy. (laughs) Mitt Romney, our spiritual (laughs) advisor. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we've been watching it. I feel bad. It does have a lot of bad language. So there's just no, there's no getting around that one. They're British, so for some reason it just sounds a little different. Doesn't sound as offensive. Yeah, it doesn't to count. Me. <laughs> but it is as good as everyone said it is. So oh, it's man, been fun. We we purposely saved it for a time of year when we would need like a fun show to look forward to. And I feel like the first week of January is just the time. Uh, well, my win is when mom and dad were here, we tried a restaurant that I'd been really wanting to try. And it's so good. And I got it again tonight for dinner. It's called Baby Bop. Mm. It's a like Korean type restaurant. It's not cut bop. You know, it's never going to be cut bop, but it's really good. And it's as close as I'm going to get. And it's not just a an Ohio thing. It's all around in a few states in the Midwest and on the East and even a couple in California. So it's super good. It's just kind of Korean barbecue type meat on your choice of it's got white rice and sweet potato noodles like cup bop does mm-hmm. and has some good sauces and kimchi and potatoes and just yummy super good. is it a so bowl good, yeah. like a, a bowl. <gasps> love a bowl it's huge too mm-hmm. huge portions yeah i'm yeah. gonna have to try that and what about you okay mine is an instagram account called lab muffin beauty science and it's run by <laughs> michelle wong who She has a PhD in chemistry and she's a cosmetic chemist. So she looks at studies that have been done on different ingredients that are in beauty products and kind of busts myths about (laughs) things. Like Hmm. she'll duet like a lot of TikToks that go viral about like, this says it's sulfate free, but it's not. Look at the ingredient, you know, like these different or trends that get really big, like you need to have blue light blocking skincare. And and she looks at the actual science behind it. And it's just really refreshing because you do hear so many things like, well, you can't just put collagen on your skin and expect it to act like the collagen that's produced in your body. And then she's like, well, let's look at the studies and how collagen actually works and explains, oh, you can actually put these ingredients on your skin and they do work. Or you don't need to be using a blue light blocking skincare product. Or these things aren't actually as toxic as a lot of people are making them out to be. So it's kind of comforting. And also, it's just really helpful to kind of combat, you know, a lot of the viral videos and posts that you see. So mm-hmm. I like I her love a, a science backed mm-hmm. Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Ladies of or science. YouTube. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Sure. <laughs> we do love women in science. I'm not we making do. fun of that. I just couldn't mm-hmm. help it. Okay, go ahead. I keep saying Luke because your your Google call is on his computer. I almost was like, go ahead, Luke. Go ahead, Tess. You can't look at my face and call me the right name. Come on, Luke. Hurry up. Okay. Well, first, I would like to make a formal declaration that I have realized wow. that Cracker Barrel is... Texas Roadhouse recently and it had been a long time since I'd been to Texas Roadhouse and I was like this is Cracker Barrel but like 100 times if the food tastes good like the oh food is God. good and the atmosphere is like way better and the service no, is like way not. better but I do love it I still love Cracker Barrel but I just have realized on a day to day basis Texas Roadhouse is like way better anyway <laughs> I just thought our listeners needed to know. Mm -hmm. But my weekly win is I ordered, I think it's called Kitsch. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a satin pillowcase and like some satin Mm. sleep scrunchies because all the curly haired ladies say to sleep on a satin pillowcase. And I haven't used it for very long yet, so I can't exactly report how it's doing for my hair. But so far, it just feels very luxurious. So luxurious. Does your pillow just wriggle right out? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like Um, your pillow would fall right out of a satin pillowcase. No, it has like a zipper. So Oh, they thought of everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like... Like people would not recommend them if the pillows were just falling out of the just well. Out I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's Ooh, a pet peeve of like mine. A peel in a cartoon, it just like <laughs> like whoop. I whenever I see <laughs> pictures of people's beds and like the pillowcase is halfway out, the pillow is out. I'm like, just pull that thing back in. And I hate when I wake up and my pillows wriggling out. So don't just. Stay out of my house. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a pillow right now that is halfway out of. Its I know case. it happens to I'm the best of us, stressed. so that's why I was worried for Tess. But I'm glad they have a zipper. We should all have zippers on our pillowcases, mm-hmm. really. Honestly, mm-hmm. wow, we've solved a lot of problems in this this episode. Mm-hmm. So I hope we've given people some valuable information, given them hope. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 